So, welcome back to Founded in Transcreation. This is the second episode of Founded in Transcreation, a podcast, the first ever podcast on Transcreation as a Service, which is a, an interdisciplinary service combining a knowledge of writing, rewriting, creativity, marketing, and so many other fields. Um, this episode, I have as my guest and co-host Eva Kattenberg, a German translator and trans creator with a very, very interesting story and background. And right now, we are going to talk a little bit about Nike, the world's most popular and bigger sportswear company. Um, I will give you some background on this on this brand because you know translator translators and trans creators we're all about context <laughs> and um, I will share some fun facts about the brand and then with Eva we're going to attempt to do uh, some transcreations of the very well-known slogan just do it so Nike was um, founded by Phil Knight Phil Knight a Stanford graduate um, business and distance runner. By the time it was founded, uh, Puma and Adidas already existed. But somehow uh, throughout history, and you can Google this, you can find lots of very, very interesting short videos on the history of Nike. Somehow at some point, Nike became the biggest sportswear company in America on the back of brilliant marketing like the Just Do campaign and by also signing um, very popular or not so popular at that, at that point athletes but very um, well-known athletes that would somehow become even more famous around the world. So here are some facts, some very fun facts or interesting facts about Nike. The swoosh, which is Nike's iconic logo, was sold to Phil Knight, uh, the co-founder of Nike, at 35 US dollars. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor logo designer. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was a student, actually. Uh, I guess um, nobody could have predicted just how big the company would, would become and how iconic the logo would get. But well, this is intellectual property, so careful when you design logos if any designers are listening, um, because you never know, right? How well uh, a book will sell, how well a company will do. So Nike uh, also means victory, if we translate it from Greek into English, it means victory. Phil Knight uh, published Shoe Dog, a memoir by the creator of Nike in 2016. There's actually this memoir book I got so very interested in as I did my research. Um, also, an interesting fact is that Nike uses emotional marketing based on the archetype of the hero, but with a twist. Uh, you can learn more about this if you search for Graham Newell's uh, video on YouTube called Nike Brand Strategy. And finally, an interesting fact, at least an interesting fact for me, because I'm very much into Steve Jobs quotes, famous quotes. Well, Steve Jobs um, modeled Apple's branded somehow around Nike's. And he celebrated Nike as a brand because they don't talk about their product or compare themselves to a competitor such as Reebok. 
they honor great athletes in Steve Jobs' words, and they honor great athletics. That makes actually so much sense. And finally, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, then I hear yes. that. Sorry, I'm like, wow, yeah, true. Nike and Apple, like the simple logo as well is very similar. I've never thought about that. Interesting. Yes, very strong brands nowadays, yeah. right? And, and it's also very interesting how, how when you're trying to build a strong brand, you need to somehow uh, do your research and take a look around. Okay, what are what are some strong brands that I instantly yeah. recognize as such that I instantly feel identified with, even if I don't buy their product? Right, we're talking about a brand identity, brand voice, uh, image. Um, so yes, and and this is the last interesting fact I'd like to mention. Um, Nike has just launched uh, on June the fifth. Um, a, a post, sorry, not launched, but a posted something uh, that I think is very important at present in connection with their campaign for once, don't do it. Uh, have you heard of it? Oh, not yet, no. Okay. Um, well, Nike announced a 40 million commitment over the next four years to support the black community in the US uh, on behalf of Nike. Jordan and Converse brands collectively. I'm quoting their own post on LinkedIn. This commitment will be focused on investing in and supporting organizations that put social justice education and addressing racial inequality in America at the center of their work. And this is also in connection with, um, with the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Yes, that we've been hearing lately and Nike did this very interesting campaign uh, called for once don't do it with the hashtag until we all win hmm. um, as usual when a brand somehow undertakes to to talk about these social um, movements matters issues problems yeah. uh, there are some people who are in favor of it and there are many people who are against it so yeah. if if you do your research online you will find uh, advocates for this campaign and detractors almost mm -hmm. in equal equal terms. But I think it's interesting because just as with Eva, we are trying to recreate just do it into into different languages. <laughs> the brand has just launched a campaign, yeah. um, re recreating their own slogan. That goes very much into what I learned at university about corporate social responsibility. That um, actually apparently studies show that no one really thinks that brands communicate um, about those matters because they are just such selfless people and they just want to be great people. But everybody always assumes that brands do that for um, their own um, image as well and to sell more because they're such great people, etc. But there is a difference. Like if it, if it seems to be genuine, people tend to forgive that it's also for the sales. But if it seems disgenuine, then it, yeah they just don't believe it. So yeah. really much depends on your image already when you start those. Campaigns. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, in, I, in my particular case, um, I celebrate the initiative in terms of the, the communication strategy. And I also celebrate it in, in terms of, okay, at least they are saying something about this, right? Yes, true. Um, it's such it, a big platform and so many yeah. sports people. And I think most, some of the really 
big ambassadors are also of the black community, right? So exactly. maybe you have a duty to do something. Or exactly. Something. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't have expected any less. But of course, some, some haters or detractors started saying things like, okay, only 40 million? Only 40 million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could I mean, invest so much more. Yeah, this <laughs> is always to, a problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, brands are not charity either, right? No, but yeah. they're brands, but but I think it's it's uh, it's a good, it's a nice uh, yeah. gesture, and I, I, sure it's good that they speak Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I would actually um, criticize is the fact that their campaign is uh, it has this. You should actually watch this. It's a very short mm-hmm. commercial. It's a spot, but it's actually silent. I mean, for people yeah. who are visually visually yeah. impaired. Yeah. They won't be listening anything other than music, right? That is strange, yeah. So the, this accessibility issue is what worries me. I mean, it's too important a message not to have it yeah. spread in as many forms as possible. And also, if anybody from Nike is listening, why not transcreate the campaign <laughs> into multiple yeah. languages? Because, hey, racism is not... Exactly. For instance, <laughs> racism is not something that's uh, yeah. you know exclusively uh, an issue in America. Uh, yes, it's for a, sure. It's a, it's a world issue. It's yeah. it's like xenophobia. It's like I know several several uh, problems, social problems that we still have. So why sure. not work into into other languages? So okay, I'm just yeah. dropping the hint here. In yeah, <laughs> France and Germany could definitely benefit from that as well. It's like yeah. so many other countries now. Sure. Well, Argentina too, you know, uh, mm. and several places in Latin America. Uh, the world, mm. entire. Really. The world, yeah. The world needs this. Yeah. yeah. Diversity and inclusion is like a, a, a phrase, a, a casual phrase that we're all using right now. But there still needs to to be done so much in order yes. to really foster and ingrain this value in every mm. society and culture. I agree. I agree. It, might, it might take a lifetime, but yes. if we can do it from where we, we are, from where we stand, why not, right? Yes. Okay, so um, that being said, do you know anything about the story behind the slogan, Just Do It? I actually don't. <laughs> okay. I don't uh, have an idea, yeah. <laughs> may, may, may I just tell a little bit about this? Can, can yes, I? And then we move on to the, the versions that we created. Yes, please. All right, it's kind of a spooky origin, okay? Um, just do it is, um, is a, it's the, the, the tagline um, created by Dan Whedon. Um, he, he read he read a similar phrase in a newspaper article and he transformed it into Just Do It. Actually, he was inspired by a double murderer <laughs> who had killed two people in Utah in 1976. So the phrase comes from a criminal whose last words just before he was executed because of his crimes, uh, when he was asked, okay, do you have any, any last words, any final words before you die? This criminal said, let's do it. And this, this creative, Dan Whedon from Whedon and Kennedy, the, the advertising agency, well, he said in an interview, I was trying to write something tied up so it could speak to women who were just started, starting walking 
to try to get in shape and also to people who are more like uh, world-class athletes and have the same kind of connection with them. These are the creative words. He said that was about the only thing. And then for some reason, I thought of Gary Gilmer, who actually grew up in uh, Portland and Gary killed two people in Utah. He was convicted and sentenced to die by the firing squad. And before they put the sack over his head, they asked him if he had any last words and he said, let's do it. According to this creative, he didn't like the let's, let's part, the let's thing. So he says, I just changed that because otherwise I'd have to give him credit. Now I don't really have to, we just do it. That is so black. <laughs> so so like black. black humor. Black humor, but yeah, but these things happen, you know, creativity oh is, is like that. I mean, you read something, you listen to a song and then you connect things and you never know what's, what's going to come out of it. Sounds like um, it was a UK-based company, like the black humor, <laughs> the English. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was American English. Yeah. <laughs> I actually should have said, should have read it like, I just changed that because otherwise they'd have, I don't know, I don't have the American accent, so I'm trying. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> okay, um, so the slogan, just do it, that's the origin, um, was first used in 1988 for uh, commercials uh, featuring an 80-year-old man who runs, according to himself in the, in the commercial, 70 miles every morning and uses some, some kind of humor and, and then it was used across, you know, so many different spots and commercials, even included in rap jingles. Um, there are campaigns all over the world that deeply, you know, that have this, this uh, just to it tagline deeply ingrained in their target culture. For example, in Argentina, you would, uh, you would be strolling, for instance, uh, downtown in some cities and see someone coming with a t-shirt uh, that, that has the Just Do It slogan uh, yeah. stamped on it. There's probably no Nike, Nike logo, but they still have the phrase and it's in English and, and it's like very, very popular here. Is, is this true for, for you there in France? Have you seen yeah. people with, okay, yeah. For with sure, merch? yeah, in Germany and in France, people also have those kinds of t-shirts, Just Do It. And it's just a very, especially in the recent years i feel like 10 years ago or even five years ago nike wasn't that popular i mean it wasn't no well-known brand but it was not as emotionally popular and i don't know what they changed but like a couple of years ago suddenly nike was just this thing to have nike shoes people were collecting nike shoes so now it's this very people are just very emotionally attached to nike if they like nike so yeah Yes, mm. I think it's a it's a triumph on the side of you know yeah. brand branding because, yeah. like you said, it is now somehow it is the people's slogan. It's not Nike's anymore. It's yeah. not just Nike's, right? Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, well, with this background and context, um, let's talk a little bit about how you worked on it, Eva. How did you try to transcreate just do it into German? Yeah. Let me preface that I think uh, I understand now why, why they didn't transcreate it because it is super hard to transcreate and to have it have the same emotion and the same ring to it is just so short and perfect. So <laughs> very hard. Yeah, so I kind of started out with how I usually do it. I kind of tried to break down the essence of the slogan. So I wrote down that I, it, it wants to motivate the customer, right? It's like, go out there 
go for a run. It's so easy. Just do it. Right. And um, <laughs> it also, I feel like it conveys a certain strength and deter determination. It's like overcoming your fear, overcoming your laziness, just go out there. And yeah, then I started out like always with a literal translation, which in Germany is like tu es einfach or tu es einfach. And yeah, I don't feel like this is really pretty. Um, maybe tu's einfach is a bit better than the first one, but yeah, it's not ideal. So then Sorry, I, what, are, mm -hmm. what are some back translations or can you sort of paraphrase what you're just saying in German? Just do it. This is just the literal translation in this. It's like, do, do it just. <laughs> this is because the German, the German end <laughs> order. There's is, an issue there with word order. Okay. Yeah. Why do you say that you don't like it so much into German? What's, what's there missing? I feel like the, the most important struggle I had is that to us, like do it, sounds quite sexual in German. I think that it might sound sexual in English as well, but as we are so used to this slogan, we do not hear it anymore. But in no. this German translation, it's like, do it. Sounds quite... Yeah, you're right. Slightly sexual in German, okay. I feel like. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a key aspect to consider, right? Because yeah. um, connotation is definitely one of those things that a transcreator should warn their clients yeah. about. What, yeah. what you're actually saying here, if you use this version, is this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. As uh, it doesn't say what they are doing, right? It's like doing it. And in German, sometimes people right. do not really could want be, to use the fun. word. Yeah. They do not want to use the word sex. It's like, yeah, um, when we are doing it, you know. So right. this yeah. is so much into the German language that I think it sounds like that, if you're translated literally. Okay. Okay. Mm. So that was my biggest struggle. Yes. Yes, I, now that I think about it in Spanish, it might be a little bit about that too. The it yeah. in English and how it's re rendered into different languages. As you said, and this is linguistic uh, theory, Banvanist, um, pronouns are those kind of words that could actually be, um, could actually mean different things depending yes. on the context. So she, he, it, I, you, they get yeah. filled with meaning and, and they signify depending on the situation. And like you said, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like a dangerous connotation. But coming from Nike, I mean, if it's stamped on a t-shirt, for instance, your German version, do you think it would still have a negative or a sort yeah. of sexual connotation? I kind of feel like it, yeah. If I would, <laughs> I think it's because it's not attached to the brand, right? I think if it would be attached to the brand as just do it as to Nike, and it would have been initially transcreated to German and this would just be Nike's slogan, then you would probably yes. forget about it after some time. But if I would see this for the first time on a t-shirt, I would be like, okay. <laughs> Is this like a joke t-shirt for bachelor's party right. or? Okay. <laughs> okay, and how, how did you solve this challenge if you could solve it? Yeah, so I kind of started to search for synonyms. That is what I often do. So I thought, okay, the two words that are important here are just because it's kind of um, conveying the meaning of it's easy to do it. You just need to do it. And doing, the taking the action, like taking action. Um, then I landed on machen. Machen is like a different word for tun in Germany, but it has the same problem. So still, it could still have this 
sexual connotation, so it did, didn't really solve the problem. Um, what mm. else did I do? Um, then I just Mach brainstormed a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me. Like to Mach make. Ah, right. Yeah. It's like to make, yeah. Um, but it's okay. used interchangeably in German, I think a bit more even than in English, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, then I also said, okay, it needs to be imperative form, because it's like, yeah. do it. Because I had some ideas like einfach machen. Yeah. It's more like simply doing, simply to do, which is not an imperative form anymore. So it sounds less inciting to take action. Then I thought, okay, maybe I just go further, further away from the source, because the yeah. source text doesn't sound great in German. So I was like, los geht's, which is more like, let's go. But this is also, yeah, too, too, I felt it was too flat. Like there was nothing to it. It, it could be any brand saying that there's nothing special. Like oh, it's just something. I liked it. I like it. You like it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. like the back translation, but I don't. Yeah, I like, I let's have... go. <laughs> yes. It's true that it doesn't have the same compelling and determination essence yeah. as a source it's true Instead i guess like, it's not super yeah. bad like but no but if if it would be getting if would if it would mean getting rid of the sexual connotation and i were nike i would probably go for this one mm, probably yeah let's go mm. so then i start, i googled more synonyms i brainstormed more um And then I just took a break, which I often do in transcreation, because I feel like once you're too much into the words, everything sounds unnatural. Everything just sounds bad. So I just left it there for a night and I came back with a fresh mind. And um, then I came up with things that are more like einfach loslegen, einfach anfangen, which is more like simply start. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those are kind of better it's still missing the imperative form, but it doesn't sound sexual anymore. And it still sounds like, yes, just like, let's do it. Simply, but, simply start. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a, a query. Um, you say that it's not in the imperative form. What kind of grammatical form is it in? Is it's it an infinitive? infinitive? It's an infinitive, yes. It's like, it's more maybe like simply starting. Ah, uh, 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 right. Yeah, okay. so it's more like a sentence. Yes, I don't, I, I, um, of course, this is, uh, we're kind of like doing an experiment here, yeah. but I think it's, it's important to have the imperative form because it's like call to action. Yeah. Uh, and call to actions, they are generally used in the, the imperative. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not ideal, but I felt like at least yeah. the words ring nicer already. Um, so then I also had some ideas around um, daring, like um, dare to do it, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is in German, trau dich, or like überwinde dich. Überwinde dich is more like overcoming the fear, like overcome something. Oh, um, yes, I, I, I get it. Like we would say in Spanish, superalo, superalo, yes. like get, get over it or something like that. Maybe? Yeah, a bit like that. And uh, more in the sense of, yeah, dare, it's either like dare, dare, dare to do mm. or like overcome yes. it, but overcome yourself because it's like überwinde dich. So overcome yourself because it's your laziness and your excuses to not do sports. <laughs> and is, is that one in the imperative? 
Uh, those two are an imperative. So we have trau dich and überwinde dich, which are both in the imperative form. So that's... Well, I should say, yeah, I, I should say this... These are your best versions so far. Again, if I'm, trying, if I'm trying to play the devil's advocate here, like if I were an Aki executive, I would probably go for these last two because they meet the criteria of sounding like a call to action. They have this daring determination essence. Mm. And also, I'm not sure if you realized about this, but you really nailed it with this idea of um, overcoming your own fear and, mm. and overcoming your own self because nike always uses in or, or generally use uses uh, this idea of of the double double you know uh, personality there's one part of your brain telling you that you can do it that you have to do it that you have to go and run that you have to go and do that thing that you want to do and there's there's this other human part of your brain so human right we we have like a de determination and resistance all the time they go together courage and fear they go together and the brand sure. uses this um yeah and, and works with with this psychological idea that we are our own best friend and our own worst foe all the time so mm -hmm. you really nailed it i think here i mean this this <laughs> With your rationality and your back translations, I would I would love these options, and I would find it hard to choose one. <laughs> I think um, I personally would choose überwinde dich, which is more like so, overcome you know, yourself, because in German the dare or de, it's hard to translate this one because it's very German rendering, okay. but it's All more right. like um, if you would say that to someone, it's more like um, they're not they are fearful of jumping from a ten meter tower into a pool. It's so like, yeah. go there, trau dich, which is more really attached to real fear, maybe. Whereas, dich hmm. is more like overcome yourself, like you can do it. It's not really bad. You, you can, right? Yes. And those two, sh two shades of meaning, those two shades of meaning, I think, are already implied in just do it. So that's why I find it hard to choose. First of all, because I don't speak German. I'm, I'm not... I'm not within, you know, the, I don't have the cultural sensitivity, but also because the more you explain it to me, the more I like them both. <laughs> so I, I'm sitting on, on the fence. I really can't choose one. Okay. But you have other versions, right? Yeah. I have like um, two more that I like uh, that are quite far away from the initial one, but I feel like they have a nice ring to them. So um, they're really similar. So it's either, either mach den ersten Schritt or geh den ersten Schritt, which is make the first step or go the first step. Maybe go the first step would be nicer as it's more closer to the running aspect and the shoe aspect. Um, and I think it's nice because it has, still has the imperative, like go the first, go the first step. The step aspect is nice because it takes the shoes into consideration and the running and we all know that like taking the first step is always the hardest step right so it's also this kind of overcoming your fear of the first step so i think yeah maybe after this i'm between überwinde dich and geh den ersten schritt so between overcome yourself and go the first step okay my. <laughs> i got a little i got a little lost because i don't get the, the german I, I don't speak german yet um but but i will if if you agree, maybe we can um, we can transcribe some of these versions uh, in the description of this episode yes. so that sure. for everyone to 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 get a, a little bit. 
Okay, um, well, rounding things uh, up, I think that you, that here, when you sort of went behind the scenes of your own process, some very interesting details about that process came up. I was paying attention to some words and some experiences that you described. In the beginning, you talked about um, how you interpret the Just Do It slogan, and you did that, paraphrasing it. I think uh, we don't really, we're not really aware of it, but when we transcreate, what we do first is actually translate within the language, within the source language. We start somehow by saying, okay, what does just do it actually mean? And you paraphrase and rephrase within the language. And you started saying things like, it means this and that, and this could be used in this sentence. So you excelled at that. And as a transcreator, I, 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 I really laughed listening to how you reason, how, you, um, how your brain works there, right? Uh, you also mentioned something that is actually uh, uh, discussed and, and, um, and used by so many creative people and creative authors, authors discussing creativity, which is uh, taking a break, right? This is usually called the creative pause. The creative pause is exactly that. It's knowing when you've reached a limit with your own brain and your own ideas and brainstorming process and say, okay, I'll get up and do some exercise. I will fill my brain with a different experience in yes. <laughs> right now. And I will come back to this later with a fresh mind and a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh heart to mm -hmm. assimilate what I've done so far and keep going with a, with a, you know, with a fresh look. Well, that's called a creative pause. There is, there is a kind of like a technical term for it. And you did this intuitively, which, which speaks um, very well of, of how you approach your job. And I'm so happy that you're here and proud <laughs> to have you here as a I'm professional. So yeah, yeah. Um, and so what, how did you do it? Well, then, yeah. How, how did I do it? Okay, yeah. now it's my turn. How, how did you just do All it? Right. No? <laughs> I didn't just, I didn't just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Well, I started by wondering if some other people might have been crazy enough to think mm -hmm. that just do it could be translated. And actually, we're not the only ones. <laughs> I found, I found um, that some other people have actually, um, created, you know, sort of um, threads within certain language forum, forum and stuff. For example, I found a, a, a Quora question within, within Quora.com. Uh, someone asked, do brands translate their taglines such as Nike's Just Do It? And a user said, well, Just Do It in English is a registered trademark all over the world, so it's not generally translated anywhere that I am aware of. Um, and this user also said trademarks are exceptions to local language laws in countries that require local language content on packaging and labeling, so there is no legal need to translate. Um, that is actually yeah. super interesting because in France it's actually forbidden to have um, English content on a poster, for example, in the metro station and not have it translated at the bottom. And this is sometimes so funny because the translation is a literal translation just to make you understand what this slogan means word by word. And it's horrible sometimes. And I 
the next time I see a Nike, um, a Nike poster, I will see if this is also translated or not, because if it's a trademark, maybe it doesn't have to be. I take a picture. Yeah, take I take a picture. picture. <laughs> uh, yeah, for our research. Um, well, yes, it, it's interesting because, you know, in Argentina, uh, according to our law, we, we should have also the translations of the packaging and, and containers and labeling and stuff. Um, but again, just to it, it it's, it's like it's always used in English. Hmm. Um, then I found then I found some other uh, URLs with some interesting content. I found an article where where someone wrote Nike tried in vain to translate just to it for other languages and cultures, but in the end, it left the slogan as is. And this was posted on globalbydesign.com. I have you know I have this piece of information, but the author of the article doesn't actually cite a source like. How does he know that Nike tried and failed and stopped yeah. doing it? Is it just his opinion? Is it is it based on fact? So, again, I was I was worried a little worried about why the brand uh, didn't do it, <laughs> didn't just do it, uh, you know, translate it. Um, if it was a purposeful decision, if it is actually a trademark. So we have like this myriad of sources and and, and no actual. At this, I, I wouldn't dare claim that I know for sure this is how things happened, right? But anyway, um, well, then I, I, I googled about the origin. I listened to the these uh, Dan Whedon uh, interviews, and and I was really um, hooked by the story behind himself, his agency, and I just well, I. I just uh, I got you know a um, little bit lost in googling, and then I came back to that to to the task, and I tried to to start with the most literal versions that I found. Um, I also have friends, and I I also remember at university where we. We uh, studied a little bit about certain brands. Well, there was this classmate once. She did some research on Nike, and she, in Spanish, uh, because I'm based in Argentina, I'm a Spanish speaker. She said something like, "You know the Just Do It slogan, which translates in Spanish into Ahlo, solo Ahlo, which is a very literal solo, just and Aslo, do it. <laughs> That's it. That's the literal, you know, version. And I was at, you know, I remember that I was there." Uh, and I was thinking, no, no, you can just do that. You can just do the literal version. It's better to have it sound in English instead of using the literal versions. I hadn't thought about the sexual connotation, as you mentioned, into German, but it's true that for Spanish, it could have, could have mm -hmm. uh, a sexual connotation. I think it's almost not there anymore in the back of my mind as a reader. Um, because again, it's so ingrained in the in the brand's culture, yeah. and and we have somehow, at least in my country, sort of embraced uh, the idea behind just do it in a way that mm. that wouldn't probably uh, trigger that association. Okay. But it's also funny how we would instantly embrace just do it. But if someone came came, you know, uh, I, I came across, you know, no. Sorry, if I bumped into someone along the street with a t-shirt with Aslo, it would be, you know, do it, Aslo stamped on a t-shirt, I wouldn't instantly recognize 
that uh, as as belonging to Nike, and I would be yeah. wondering what he meant by yes. putting on that T-shirt. So again, we are so used to, to seeing it and hearing it in English that it, it's already weird to tra transcribe it. Mm. Um, then I thought of ve por eso, which is literally go for it. Okay. Ve por eso. Mm -hmm. It is in the imperative form. The pronoun is there. The preposition is there. But again, it's not exactly a just do it line. It's, it's go for it. Hmm. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I don't settle for it uh, be, because, um, well, for neutral Spanish, it would work. For like this idea of, I think it's an illusion to talk about neutral Spanish because there's no such thing as a neutral language variety. Like, I mean, it's either here or there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and even here and even there, there will be local color, there will be lo localisms, regionalisms and stuff. Even within the same country, that happens, right? North, south, middle, west, whatever. Sure. So um, yeah, that could work, could work. And then I kept trying and I found some other versions by fans on the internet that I, that I didn't exactly like, but that I thought as part of my research, I should uh, note down like mm -hmm. tan, tan solo hazlo, which is a slight variation of, of with, you know, with the idea of just, tan solo. It's like um, an intensifier, solo would be just, and, and tan solo would, would have like an intensifier of, of this idea of okay. solo, which is just. There's another one, uh, a user that uh, suggested hazlo which <laughs> like means do it and you know do it that's it. <laughs> that's it and that's it do it and that's it and i thought that was that was too uh, i didn't like it it was too much of an imperative form um sounded more like an order rather than a, an encouraging line so i wrote it out and then i couldn't help it i came up with several versions into argentinian spanish hmm. which may sound uh informal yes they are informal they are casual or rather yeah, informal core um, and a little bit like slang in Spanish or Argentina. But I also think that the just do it line is from common core to, you know, informal register. Yeah. yeah. So sure. I, I loved playing with, with the idea that Nike would do a very local version. And I used things like mandate, dale, vos dale, dale para adelante which would all back translate to sort of go ahead, just go ahead, go for it, go, mm -hmm. uh, do it. Hmm. All these versions include a sense of do it and just, you know, whatever happens, whatever the outcome, do it anyway. That's, yeah. that's the idea. But what mm -hmm. I really can't uh, back translate is the register, the, the nuances with register, with how this would sound, it's these are all versions that we will tell, you know, a very close friend, yeah. or someone, you know, with whom we have a close rapport. So yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing because I think like Nike still has this kind of, as I said, like people have a very emotional connection to Nike. So I think if Nike speaks to them as a friend, and especially yes. in like a local language variant that can be really powerful, right? Because I think Voss is only used in Argentina, right? So they really know, oh, this was created for us. Like we need yes. it. Yes. Right? So 
That can yes. be really powerful, no? Well, thanks. I, I, as an Argentinian consumer, I would love to be spoken to like that by a brand. Uh, hmm. I can already envisage which uh, athletes, which athletes, which uh -huh. sports people the brand could use, um, so, you know, for, for, for these lines to make sense being said and spoken by these uh, these personalities from the mm. football arena, from you know, uh, uh, even tennis uh, or other other sports. Yeah. Also, I should say that these uh, versions that I came up with are not particularly connected with sports. I mean, they could work for, you know, to encourage someone to do almost anything. Doesn't yeah. necessarily have to do with sports. Um, and then, well, and then I. I don't know what, I know why. I've been talking too much with a, with a Spanish translator. Uh, we've become friends and and I constantly hear her using certain idioms and and they, you know, they, it sticks with me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also thought, how would she say it? I didn't ask her, but I thought, how would mm -hmm. she say it for, for Spanish, for Spain? And within the brainstorming, I thought of um, vea por ello. Mm -hmm. which which is a slight variation of ve por ello, which is uh, back translated into go for it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's with the phrasing and the syntax and the grammar that a Spanish speaker from Spain might, would probably use. Vea por ello, like go for it. Um, mm. And I liked it. I didn't do I didn't do any you know any more versions into Spanish for Spain because I really don't have the authority. <laughs> I'm an Argentinian speaker and I often work into Latin American Spanish or mm or U.S. Spanish or Argentinian Spanish, of course. Mm. So I stopped there. But those mm. are my versions. Um, mm. Do you have a favorite amongst all of them? If you needed to pick one? Uh, let me think. Um, yes, I do. Which one? I think that the, the, best, the best one, the, the one that would work best in Argentina would be Dale. Okay, just Dale, okay. Yeah. I am having certain thoughts, but but yeah, it would probably would probably work as, uh, as go, you know. Does it come go. from the Just, ver verb dar, like giving? Yes, but the meaning is is completely different. Okay. It's what we would usually. I mean, we'd use it like um, like oh, so complicated um, to explain, but it's like when someone tells you something, I'm, for example, I say, I will do this tomorrow. And you, you could say to me, dale. It's like, okay. You could use it as, okay. You could use it as, go for it. You could use it as, uh, just do it. Um, yes, it's, it's not about giving. It's, an, it's for encouragement, encouragement, yeah. agreement. Interesting. Um, yeah, dale or... Mandate, mandate is, is, dale is common core. Dale is common core, right? But mm. if you use mandate, that means it's like the idea that you described of jumping into a pool no matter what. Okay, and just, yeah. you know, taking the risk. Mandate includes the idea of take the risk, regardless mm. of the outcome, go do it. So mm. mandate is, is more informal, it's slang, it's again for close rapports between people. But includes maybe this idea and could could work better. Interesting. I think you did a great job as well. I like <laughs> I those. I think it's been a very very fruitful episode. It was absolutely worth it for me. I hope it will be worth it for the audience. Super interesting conversation. Yes. 
Uh, Eva, thank you so much. Uh, any thank last you. words? <laughs> oh, let's go for it. Now, what did the guy said for his last words? <laughs> let's do it yeah. now. Uh, yeah, no, any last words? Uh, I really loved um, taking part in this podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. And yeah, I hope we can do it again one day. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for all your brains into this. You've treated this challenge, this creative challenge, as a, as a job. Uh, and I know you've set aside time to work on it. Me too. You didn't have to and you still did it. So, so thank you very much. It's been super interesting. Um, and I hope we can do it again. Yes, me too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Have you enjoyed this episode with Eva Kattenberg? I really, I really hope you have. And I'd also like to take a few seconds to thank all the LinkedIn community, the LinkedIn translators or hashtag AI translators for all the support I received uh, when I first posted about Founded in Transcreation, the first ever podcast on, on Transcreation. And I'd also like to thank, uh, in particular, Barbara Leone and uh, Natalie Leka for helping me spread the word, and also Virginia Castro. Thank you so, so much for reposting and sharing. And thank you, thank you uh, for being here. And I really hope that maybe if you have feedback, comments, or perhaps some um, creative challenges you would like to submit to the podcast, you can do that. You can actually record a voice message, which I'll be happy to pass on um, to, to the next episode. And you can do that here on anchor.fm. Or if you're listening from any other platform, you can simply just enter anchor.fm and send your feedback. Thanks again and stay tuned for another episode of Founded in Transcreation.